Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Well, we've made it halfway through the season. Welcome back, you guys, to episode six of Authentic Filters. Today, we're going to be talking about car burglaries, home robberies, restaurants still closing at four o'clock. I don't know what's up with that. And then I want to kind of close it off with homeschooling and kind of giving an update of how that's coming along for Lauren. Yeah, so the car robberies, we use Nextdoor, and I think that's probably like a national platform that people use just in different neighborhoods. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely sure it is because if you go off there, you will see it's not just your subdivision. I mean, it's folks on the Missouri side and we live on the Kansas side. So whoever um, can maybe create an account and log into that, then yeah, they're definitely going to be on that platform. But I just read an article just recently. It was on Yahoo and it really kind of made me mad because... The article said, I guess it was a whole bunch of like car burglaries and things like that. And they were actually catching these thieves Mm -hmm. and they interviewed them. They said, well, you know, tell me more. I mean, is there certain areas that you guys have been targeting? They was like, yeah, we've been targeting Johnson County because they feel too safe. It's like, oh, really? So y'all, was he y'all, not, so y'all want to come out not here. And it's a jail? They didn't care. Here's the thing. When you in jail, you probably figure, what, what do I got to lose? Right. So you asking me, you interviewing me, then I'm going to tell you yes. We've been targeting them folks, them suckers out there in Johnson County because they feel too safe. I'm going to tell you what. Come out here if you want to. That's all I got to say. And they are what, bold because... You can catch them on a ring door cam at like 1, 2 in the morning. Stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. Driving around in the neighborhood and people got to understand how these door rings work. Ours is so sensitive. Every time a freaking car goes up and down the street, it's ping, 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 ping. And right. And we gotten used to, oh, it's just traffic driving up and down the street. But I tell you what. Come up on this porch if you want to. It, it gives a different type of uh, ring ring, okay? It'll it'll actually tell us someone is on your porch. You, I'm going to fly down them steps so damn quick it'll make your head spin. And you best believe I'm going to be coming downstairs with uh, my Louisville slugger, okay? I'm not playing. I'll bet you bring a Roscoe with you. Well, Kendall can bring Roscoe and I'm going to bring my Louisville slugger, okay? Yeah, it just is... It's like, how dumb do you have to be to be doing stuff like that? Because I don't understand why come folks just won't get a job. There is yeah. over 10 million jobs get a that job. are available. But yet, you choose to just be a thug driving around in Johnson County. And taking something rob- that's not yours. Yeah, taking something that's not yours and robbing people. And and that, I, I don't condone that at all. I'm irritated by that. I'm irritated by the comment that that's the target it's because folks out here feel safe. Well, to a certain point, he's got a point there because so, we're, we're in the suburbs and people do feel too safe. They feel too safe to where they folks are still leaving their garage doors open. But that doesn't give you the right to go and, and be a menace to society. It, it does not give you that right. But to a certain point, I'm kind of just over the fact of people doing stupid stuff. It is Because stupid. you basically are saying to, to those type of individuals, come and rob me. 
take whatever you want, especially if you just leaving your garage door open all day, and then you'll leave it open and then go to sleep. Well, I, that's a, that is dumb. <laughs> they, will, they, they will leave the garage door open, they will go to sleep, and then the, the, the door that leads from the garage to the house, they don't even lock that. I can't help you on that one. If you're leaving your garage door open at night when you go to sleep, and then you're leaving the door to enter to your house open, it's too you. Your people are too comfortable in their environment to a certain point. It doesn't matter if you live in the suburbs. Honestly, nowadays it doesn't matter where you stay. Sometimes you just have to be just just aware of your surroundings. You have to be vigilant. Because there's crazy people everywhere. It's crazy people everywhere, and here's a testament that. You ain't got to be living around crazy people. Crazy people will come to you. Yeah, they will try to find you. They will try to find you. So, folks out there, I mean, come on now. Wake up. Wake up and stop doing this stupid stuff and then putting it out on next door. Oh, I, oh my husband and I, we just been robbed. They took our two brand new cars. Well, I think it's good. <laughs> like, I think it's good that they're telling people that it's happened well, in their neighborhood. Yeah, but it's not robbery. If Hold on. So the one lady, and I won't say who the heck she is, but come on now. She heard her husband brought brand new cars, but you left the key fob in the car. Why would you do that? And then you left the garage doors open. So you told that robber, come in here, take what you like, take these two brand new cars that we just bought. Okay, so if I was your insurance agent, I'd be like, nope, denied, denied. I'm not paying for nothing because you did what? Well, stupid. That's that's a gray area. No, well, that's just stupid to leave your no, key it's following not, the it's car. No, it's not a gray area. It's, it's black or white. But I'm There's talking about things. the insurance agent. They can't really, I don't know what they can well, do. They, they probably can, got loopholes. They can ask the question of, okay, so where's the key fob? Oh, the key fob was in the car. Okay, so you had a, the cars in the garage. How did they get in your garage? Oh, you had the garage doors open. Okay, denied. I'm not paying this claim because to a certain point, folks gotta have some common sense. They really do. You should never leave your key fob <laughs> in your car. Like that's dumb. Just like you should never, if you're driving a convertible, leave the top down and then walk into a store no, for anybody okay, to hop no. into that. That that's is dumb. Ignorance. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant when you do that, and then you have all this stuff in your car that's just open for for the public to see. Open for the public to see and people to take whatever they want right. to take. But, but people I, are big and bold to be walking into someone's garage or on someone's property and then sometimes it's not like a quick open the door, hop in and then take the car and go. Sometimes it takes them a minute to try to get into that car. It does. But just the fact that you just going to just walk into somebody's garage and you don't know where they at in the house. You don't yeah, know they might be coming right out. You. Yeah. you don't know what they coming out with because you literally could be getting ready to lose your life. Because you trying to steal something that's not yours. So, let's talk about, you know, home robberies. I'm just over that, too. I don't... That's big and bold right there. I haven't there. seen that lately. Well, it's an uptick with that, too. Not yeah. as much as cars, but it's an uptick with home robberies, too. Well, actually, yeah. I saw in L.A. Okay. I was... Well, I was well, they some radio show. celebrities Celebrities, now. but yeah, they will follow people. Oh, yeah. That's why a lot of celebrities have gates around their properties now. Yeah. But they'll follow them... A little bit further back, once they get to their gate, then they'll speed up and try to get right behind them so that they can't get out if they see the person behind them. That is crazy. So what they're trying to do is try to piggyback off of them. But normally get the, inside. the gate is pretty smart to where it will only allow one car to go through. And then the second car is going to have to swipe their badge or put their code in because the gate's going to come down. Normally two cars can't get in at the same time. Well, if they go quick enough, 
before that gate comes down or slides across, they can try to squeeze oh, no. in. I would be that type of person to where I've been watching you. I know you've been following me. And some people, they don't. They well, don't people pay attention. Be vigilant. Yeah. I keep saying that. I mean, come on now. How are you just oblivious and you just driving around, going to the grocery store, going shopping, going wherever you're going, going to visit family, but you're not watching your surroundings and you don't know if folks are following you. Let me tell you something. There's been a couple times to where I felt somebody was following me. Not in this Beamer. Okay? <laughs> you think you're going to catch me in this Beamer? Watch this. Yeah. Someone tried to follow me in this subdivision. I lost them so quick. They didn't know where the heck I went. Bam, boom. Turned around. Went to my garage. Put the garage door down. Now you can't find me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone was trying to follow me, too. I just... Well, one, I slowed down right next to him. Like, what you want? Yeah, what you going to well, do? What you can do is when you know somebody's yeah. following you, pull over to the side. And, and I, them, I slowed and down. Yeah, well, you can pull over to the slot and let them go ahead and go on through. And if they don't go through, then you know, yeah, they following you, get their license plate number yeah. and call 911. But people have to pay attention to what is going on. There's too much going on. People are getting kidnapped. People are getting robbed. I mean, come on, just a couple months ago, a lady went to the grocery store, pulled into her driveway, and two guys jumped out of their car and robbed her in her driveway in broad daylight. That was crazy. In broad daylight. Yeah. So people have to be smart. Even when I come home, I'm telling you something. I pull my car in the garage so doggone quick. I put that camera light on so I can see what's behind me, and that garage goes down within seconds. And if somebody is trying to run in the garage, they can't. Best believe I'm putting that thing in reverse. I don't care if that door's coming down. Well, here's the, and I'm stepping to the pedal. Here's the thing the way it works is if someone's trying to come in from the outside, the garage is still going to go down. It's different if I'm on the inside and then I'm trying to go out, it'll stop. And I don't, it might come back up. But if you're on the outside and you like try to put your foot underneath there, it's still going to go down. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not gonna go back up. So, well, I, go ahead. Some solutions. One, I think it would be smart, not just for for women, but for men, to also have some pepper spray. I just invest in some pepper spray. Yeah. Keep it in your car. I'm telling you, you can blind a person. Keep with it in that. your car. You can blind them. And even at like a Menards or a like a um, home improvement store, even probably on like a security website, they've got little buttons. Like if you don't have access to your your horn on your car to press that and just mm -hmm. make a lot of noise, have that They're button on. Body alarm. Body alarm. Yeah. Yeah, I think our my grandma has one. She has them. Yeah, but she has a couple. Have that. Press that. Yeah. Just make a lot of noise so mm -hmm. that that hopefully deters them. It might deter them, but I think you're looking for other people to notice it and maybe right. help you out. And that's the thing people need to start helping one another out and stop. Turning the turning the, the, the blind eye like you don't see what's going on, you don't good and doggone well. You see that person being attacked, mm -hmm. so step in and help out. I'm tired of the car burglaries. I'm tired of the home invasions. And no, you got to be real bold to be coming up in somebody's house. But you crazy. don't know what they have. You don't know the layout of the house. You don't know how many people are in the house. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they have secret rooms in the house. You got to be the dumbest person in the world to try to come in somebody's house right. and you don't know the layout of it. Come in this house. <laughs> Unfortunately, you will meet your maker. I'm so sorry. I would hate to have to say that because yeah. you come to my house, you come and do harm to me and my family. Right. You, best you have no business being you, in you this have house. No, you have no business being in my house. You best believe. I'm going to tell God, God, he's coming to see you, or uh, God, she's coming to see you, and that's that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Because you, <laughs> yeah. you will not walk out alive. Right. You will not walk out alive. And then, 
still in Cadillac Converters. Let's talk about that. I'm over that crap. That's why I got a garage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking to move. But actually, a lady at my office loved to say a quick story. She moved into her quote-unquote dream condo. And I was looking at it like, yeah, this is nice. One, the HOA is stupid high. But two, they ain't got garages over there. Oh, no. And what do you think happened when she moved over there? She got a carport. And then within like a week or two of moving over there in Johnson County, somebody jacked her for her catalytic converter. See, I'm just, it's, it's just messed up because they actually showed a guy still in a catalytic converter. He got, he got caught. <laughs> but they asked him, how, 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 how long does it take you to steal? He goes, 30 seconds. 30 seconds to yeah. steal a catalytic converter that will cost a person $1,000 to $2,000 to replace. And then you take the catalytic converter and then you sell it to a used place and get about five, six hundred dollars off of it. Now they claim they got like laws around it because they mm -hmm. know it's such a hot commodity that I think in either in Kansas, Kansas doesn't take them. In Missouri, they'll take it, but you got to have the paperwork. But there's other places that you can still go to and still sell them, mm -hmm. and they'll take them regardless. They they won't even ask you for the paperwork, but. I don't know what folks to tell folks. If you live in an apartment and you don't have a garage, they need to advocate for those uh, well, the they, property managers to put to have security cameras. They need the security cameras, but here's the thing: these these things are so sophisticated. They can pull up on the side of your car, and all it takes for them to do is roll over underneath uh, on the ground underneath your car and then clip it off. That's how quick mm -hmm. it is. But I think now. You have like some um, manufacturers that are, they created this catalytic converter. It's some type of kit that you can put on there to lock it. Yeah. And no one can actually steal it. And I think it'll cost you no more than maybe three or $400. That's to me, that's a good investment. Right. Um, because some cars have two. You had a car at one time, that red car you had, um, had two catalytic converters. Yeah. Some have two. And if you get both of them stolen, oh, this you, here's over. the thing. Somebody said, "Well, how do you know when it's stolen?" Oh, trust me, your car will be loud as a pickup truck. Right. You will not if you're driving a Mercedes Benz and it sounds loud like a pick, like a diesel pickup truck. <laughs> right. Chances yeah. are someone stole your catalytic converter. But yeah, the prices of rent, especially for places that don't have garages. Mm -hmm. They should hands down, just as a common courtesy, to be a good complex and a good steward have security cameras and if they don't then the the residents need to be petitioning them to put security cameras in yeah but will security cameras really help i if mean if they're me, if they're high definition you at least can get the license plate of true. The, of the car hopefully they got it in strategic places hopefully they've got good lighting they need to invest in good well, lighting it's, it's good lighting because where you stay yeah you live in those nice apartments but it's very dim it's not good lighting yeah, well, you got a you got a garage, but look how many they ain't got a, a garage for everybody. No, but they actually they've improved their lighting. Like the lights are a lot brighter, a lot brighter. At, at night. I mean, they're still in the same spaces, but they but they're the, bright brighter bulbs. The bulbs. Okay, got it. They don't have security cameras everywhere, like on the buildings, which they need to. Yeah, because, but is that really gonna help? Because there's so many cars in that parking lot. But it's nice to know. It, because people have had their cars broken into, uh -huh. it's nice to know where it happened. You're right. And yeah. see if you can see the person that was doing it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, sometimes I think that these apartment complex should probably invest in just going gated. 
Yeah. That's cheaper. Think about it. That's true. If if if, if we're to enter into your apartment complex, that would be a perfect place to put a gate. Yeah, because it's only well, it's three if you go to the other, but that's it's fine. Still it's, it's two. Worth it. yeah. It's worth it, and you would have to figure out what your PIN number is, and don't forget your PIN number. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. There ain't no push zero to, to speak with the operator. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the the downside to that, where a lot of places prefer not to go gated, is if there's an emergency in the fire truck or ambulance or some type of medical folks need to get inside. They can't It'll get take inside. A minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get that, but I'm just over all this robbery and these car thieves and these home invasions i'm just tired of it folks get a job get a they job do. yeah to the thieves they need to get a job because they look they're well, just sad it's, it's just, just a, it's a chain reaction because you have to think about all these car robberies and home invasions and the owners of the cars in in the homes they have to report that to their insurance company so just a a, a knowledge nugget for you for those that are getting their catalytic converter stolen, from my understanding, if you have comprehensive coverage with your auto insurance policy, then it is covered. Mm-hmm. But you might want to check with your, your agent. But regardless, though, the domino effect to this is when things like this happens, and then we have to report that loss to our insurance company, that makes premiums go up. And then it gets to the point to where for those that have not been reporting losses, their premiums go up as well. They the agents got to balance this some kind of way. You see what I'm saying? And that's mm. how it always been. If you think that it's not, oh yeah, that is no different than think about from this standpoint. You have insurance you for like with your employer or my employer. So you have a bucket full of healthy individuals, and you got a whole full bucket of individuals that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Those those insurance companies need more healthy individuals to help cover the premiums and the costs and the payouts for those that are really sick. Oh, it's no okay. different than with that's crazy. So let me give you another example. Our homeowners insurance went up. We're paying an extra five hundred dollars a month. What? In 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 in, in our homeowners insurance, uh huh. Uh, homeowners insurance um, went up. Because when I spoke with the agent, I said, I'm going to need you to run these numbers for me. How did they charge you extra $500 a month? Well, this this is what he tried to say. He said, well, the value of your home went up, you know, exponentially. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, I see that your house is ranging between five and 600000 I said, no. I said, it went up, but it ain't no five and 600000 Right. So... I don't know how he came up with that, but I said, no, this is what I'm going to need you to do. I know what my house is worth, and this is the bucket that I need to be in. But regardless, though, we're still paying a lot of money for the home, um, the homeowner's insurance, which actually we pay through the mortgage. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to all the people that had been filing claims, whether it was damage to their roof when the, when the storms happened or home robberies, whatever it is. Whenever the insurance agent got to pay out these big claims, for someone like me that's never filed a claim ever, that should not be. That shouldn't be the case. It impacts me as well. They have to factor that in. Do I agree with it? Heck no, I don't agree with it. Why? Why? Why does your good good uh, customers have to be penalized? It's no different than with the medical. I'm I'm in good health. 
So why am I being penalized? Because we got to offset all the claims that's being paid for those that are really sick. That's why it's, those companies are corrupt. The insurance companies in general corrupt. are corrupt. I think they're corrupt, but I, I, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I don't agree with it at all. So I mean, you still have the same amount of square footage in this house. It doesn't matter if you've got brand new appliances or whatever the case may be. If the values have gone up, you should still be able to pay the same amount for your insurance. Nope, that's not how they see it. And it's unfortunate. So at this point, what can you do? You sit here and you deal with it. You hope things level out down the road. And it is what it is. But the point that I am making is when there's all this, this crime going on, you know, yeah, it can decrease the, the value of a neighborhood. It also can cause people to say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm moving. You right. see what I'm saying? Uh, and it could be uh, like our neighborhood is a really good, quiet neighborhood. Yeah, it is. But if that if that foolery comes over here, this supposed to be like oh, deuces. we don't play over here. Oh, we really don't play. They'll have the we, cops we do, we patrol. Do have, we do have the neighborhood watch. We <laughs> uh, will have the cops patrol. Okay, and your your stepfather, one of his best friends, works for the police right. department. Uh, and then there's about three or four police officers that live in our subdivision. Don't try me. One thing that I think would help, because I've noticed this, I think you've noticed it too, not everybody has their night lights on at night. Uh, or sometimes they're on sensor, but, but sometimes they don't even have it on the sensor. We actually have both. We have our night light on, we have the ring door camera, and we have the sensor. So if you come on the side of our house, it's like uh, football time over here. That would them deter light, people. Them lights are so bright right. on both sides of the house, and then we are notified. Somebody's on the side of your right. house. Bamble, I'll be flying down them steps. It's it's, just, it's an investment that. to make, yeah. maybe a few hundred dollars, and then it's time to it. put it up. But it is worth it because one, it deters people. People are going to look at that house and say, "No, this is too much risk to be trying to do what I'm trying to do." Here's the thing: they'll really look at your house and say, "Oh, they got an ADT system." Yeah, they'll be able to see it all. They'll be able to see it all. So a lot of times, if you got an they, they know you have a house alarm. They're probably not going to try you. Yeah, if put your, those, put your yes. if you got a sign, put the yes. sign up too. If folks that don't have a, a house alarm, get one. Right. I encourage you to get a You're house alarm. You're foolish to not have a house alarm You at this really point. are foolish to not have a house alarm. Not in this day and age, people are just, it's crazy. So you really need that house alarm. You need those cameras. Get that, um, that ring doorbell. I mean, there was a time to where we was actually at lunch and some guy was on the porch and... You know, we was at the restaurant and your stepfather was like, uh, yes, how can I help you? Just talking to him. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was selling something and he was like, no, I'm not interested. But he kind of stood on the porch for a second. Like he just wasn't comprehended. Or maybe he was casing the place because he knew he wasn't at home. And he knew he was talking to him from a, a, a distance. Who knows? But it's still nice to have that feature. It is. It's still nice to, I mean, it's like Fort Knox around here. You're not going, uh-uh. And lock your doors, too. Lock, lock, lock your, your doors. doors. Even if you don't have a gate. Because some of these houses around here, and then just everywhere in general, don't have gates around their property. But lock that back door. Lock that back screen. Well, here, lock your windows, too. Because some people leave the windows open. Let me just tell folks how, how I live over here. Let me tell you something. I don't care if I do live in the suburbs. I close my blinds at night. I'm yes, close your blinds at, at night. Like, you're not going to be looking up in this house, seeing what I worked hard to achieve and what I have in this house. Two, let me tell you, folks. Uh, 
get you a storm door. I got storm doors on every yeah. freaking entry door. I don't play that. If you're going to try to come in this house, you're going to work for it, baby. But I told you once, you will meet your maker if you get in this house. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes is to, to, to protect us and that there's no liability for us. Right. Well, I got to let you get in the house and then go buck wild on you. You see right. what I'm saying? But the storm door is at least the way, if you want to have your door open, because I like to have my door open, but it's it you have it locked. It's locked, but at the same time, it's not back in a in a day where you just had a raggedy old screen door. No, no, right. A storm door. Like so, double pane glass. Yes. You, yeah. want, you want a person to work. If they're going to try to break in your house, they got to work to get in your house. But you know me, even when we remodel, I am big on storm doors. Yeah. I have to have a storm door for security. And I have storm doors on every last one of my doors in this house. Windows, like you just mentioned. Okay, I get you want to crack the window to have some breeze come in. Okay, then lock your windows. Yeah. Why must you leave your windows unlocked? Lock your windows. Oh, get that. Do your rounds around the house before you go to bed. Check your windows. Check your doors. Check your screen doors. Check your garage door. Check everything. Right. We check. I'm telling you, we check two and three times before we go upstairs to go to bed. And okay? turn that alarm on. And turn the alarm on. And then if I'm not for sure the alarm is on, I'll, I'll look at my phone, I'll look it. at his phone, I'll check it. Sometimes I'll turn it off just to turn it back right. on. Right. Give you that peace sure, of mind. The peace of mind, okay? Like, if you know that people are getting robbed around you, yeah. why would you not invest in these things? Okay. Because they and, just got you on the list of waiting to check you off. Uh, and, and, and after I do all that, you best believe I stay ready. <laughs> Roscoe and my other one, uh, we ain't named him yet. We be ready, okay? Okay, and Louis and, and my Louisville slugger yeah. is right there by the bed. You got some crazy people out there. They just they have no sense. They have no here, common here's sense. This. People stop being so lax. Right. Stop being so lax and get with get with the times. And realize that you don't live back in the early 70s and the 80s where you can just leave your doors open and unlock yeah. and go to bed. And you didn't have nothing to worry about. Right. And you really didn't. Seriously. Neighbor now, might stop by and say hello, but you didn't have people trying to rob you. You didn't just, have people trying to rob you. You just have people just... You I mean, back then, your family could just walk in the house and you could be upstairs sleeping. That's crazy. I still don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember it. Like, even if I was to go down to the country where my... my a, a lot of my family live on my daddy's side, like Warrensburg and Mayview. They'll be asleep. I can go down there, doors don't lock, walk on in, make me a, a ham sandwich. Well, it's different with us, though. Because <laughs> I got to at least disarm the house to get in and then open up the garage. So even if you're upstairs getting ready or whatnot, and but I come in. That's different. But right. here's the thing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I still be on the alert. Here's the thing. A lot of times it's like, okay, so my garage door went up and, okay, that must be Anthony. Let me just make sure it's Anthony. Because only, only so, how many people know the house code? Right. Exactly. You, me, your, your uh, sister, and your uh, stepdad. And even we're then, the y'all still locked the door. We're the only ones that know the code. So if someone opens the garage door and they're struggling to put in that code, it's game over. Because <laughs> I know for a fact it ain't you. Right. I know for a fact it ain't. And when, when you put in that code and then it dis arms the alarm then i'll say what i say anthony yeah every time to make sure that is you and if i don't hear someone say yes or if, if someone's trying to disguise as you it's game over it's yeah, simple that's as that. true not gonna worry that don't have to happen but good things to keep in mind get yourself a security system 
turn your lights on, lock your doors, and just be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the supply chain shortage because Chipotle is, and it's a few of them, but we'll get into it when we get back. This is Ralphie, a Silky Terrier from Kansas City who loves meeting new people and exploring different places. You could say he's the adventurous type, which is why Thirsty Paws was created. His human wanted to provide him with extra support to fight off the toxins and stress he encounters every day. Although, Thirsty Paws is not just for dogs like Ralphie, but for pups everywhere. Whether sniffing through the world or roaming around our homes, Ralphie and his furry friends combat any number of issues that can harm their bodies on a daily basis. So what are you waiting for? Thirsty Paws is so easy to serve. Simply sprinkle on top of wet or dry kibble, or mix with fresh water. Let's keep our furry friends active with Thirsty Paws, a yummy treat dogs are sure to lap over. Be sure to pick some up at Amazon or visit ThirstyPaws.com. to the second half of episode six so i haven't been to chipotle in a little while but i guess you had an experience yeah i mean it's not just chipotle there's a lot of these restaurants whether it's chipotle whether it is pot bellies -bellies, you know you know the type of little small restaurants i like to go to and just grab something and go and go home right they're closing at four o'clock but this they're not ridiculous. like they're not like mom pa restaurants. They're no, franchise. These, are, these are franchise chain, well-known restaurants that they don't have the proper staffing. People are not going to work. That you can't rely on them. Mm-hmm. They're just not showing up, or maybe they're just quitting on the spot. I just don't know what is going on, but it's been going on for quite some time. Yeah, you have the great resignation, and people were just quitting. People are still quitting. I'm trying to find out where are they going because you still have employers still trying to scrounge around and fill positions. Mm -hmm. And I kind of know that part of it because, you know, I am in management and I am part of the hiring process. And I'm still trying to be my last position that I had. Yeah, I was very meticulous about filling that, that position, but it took me about four or five months to find the right candidate yeah. to fill that role. But at the same token, if people are still on this, I'm going to quit phase. They got to be going somewhere because they, they got bills. That, that, well, that when, was what I said. Here's the thing. So, unemployment, if they're not getting the extra unemployment that they were getting, all them, those good benefits that everybody was getting, all that them money dried up. Been, That's been that money dried been dried up. up. Yeah. So, with me knowing that, unless they, they had really saved, I just don't know how people are getting by because they are still quitting their jobs don't get me wrong i'm sure they're applying for other jobs but when i at the end of the month what comes out that i like to see is the labor record of how many new jobs was created how many jobs were filled and how many jobs are still actually open mm-hmm. there's the, the needle is not moving by a whole lot or if what do you mean tell you, employ employment numbers Unemployment still. Well, I think for me, I'm not seeing uh, a huge spike in 
um, jobs being filled, whether new uh, new headcount, yeah. employers uh, bringing on new employees, or filling positions. Uh, I think I did see a dip in job people quitting. I think I saw a little bit of a spike of unemployment going slightly up because people are applying for unemployment. Um, all these jobs were said, okay, there's about 10 million jobs that still need to be filled. At one time, I think it was up to like 14, almost 20 million jobs. Now, I think it has gotten to maybe 10 million. Okay, so slightly people are taking these jobs, but you still got 10 million jobs. Right. So, But of those, those 10 million jobs... What type of jobs are those? What what do they things. make up mainly? It, I mean, it's, I mean, you're talking about hospitality. You're yeah. talking about um, bus drivers. You're talking about so those, teachers. You're talking about you know blue collar and white collar. Yeah. It goes both ways. But regardless, though, here's what I'm trying to gauge on is if people are not going to work. One, I, I'm kind of curious to know. You know, well, is it? millennials what kind of generation is it that is just not going to work because I, I read an article where it said you know employers are going to have to know how to be a little bit more um strategic with their hiring yeah you want to be very diverse and you want to continue to do that but it said that now employers are starting to really kind of focus more on the baby boomers because baby boomers that want to get back in the market to work are more reliable. To a certain point, I'm going to have to concur with that. Because baby boomers, whether it's my generation or my mom's generation, um, they are reliable. Because that's all they know. They know that you got to go to work, show good work ethic, show that you're reliable and dependable. That's just, that's just how it's mm -hmm. always been. But sometimes your generation... Sometimes the mindset is I got other things to do, right? And I don't have the time to be going into this job that ain't paying me anything. And I, well, I th here's what I can only speak to my generation, and then a little bit to the generation that comes underneath me. Mm -hmm. I think with the 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 generation of social media, mm -hmm. and when you see all of these people that appear to oh, be making a lot of money, yeah. making YouTube videos and taking pictures and mm -hmm. doing all this other stuff that isn't traditional, if you will, mm -hmm. going to a job nine to five. Mm -hmm. You got people my age thinking, I can do the same thing. And, you and know I want to try maybe to do the same thing. that's probably what they're doing. Creating content. Yeah, maybe that's what they're doing to where that or is they're probably going a hard to, way to track. Right. That's the I think it is a hard way because it's not always, I mean, you can see one thing on a screen and that yeah. it, it most likely isn't what it appears to be. Yeah, so that that could be what's going on is people want to pursue their dreams and kind of do their own thing and, you know, um, like you said, do some TikTok videos and all kinds of stuff too. to make, you know... Make a buck. Make, well, Attempt to make a buck. Make a buck or make a whole lot of money, to right. tell you the truth. Or they could be going to somewhere else that's paying them more and have better benefits. Who knows? Um, I don't think I got to say to this is that... If things don't get better, the Chipotle's will have to close down. You're going to have some locations that's going to have to close down because mm -hmm. I think a lot of those those restaurants are franchise-owned. Right. And I know how it is when it's, you're a franchise owner. I've worked in that industry before to where the franchise owners don't make a whole lot of money mm -hmm. because they have to pay their staff. They have to pay royalties to the big 
company, mm -hmm. uh, which is corporate, and they still have to be able to maintain. You see what I'm saying? So, honestly, I don't want any of these good restaurants that I go to to shut down, but if we're not going to be supporting them and trying to help them find other solutions... Oh, I know what their solution's going to be. Well, I can it's going to be robots. Be. It, it's it, going to well, be robots. And here's the thing. And that's going to be a game changer. And that's going to be messed up for everybody because all it takes is really for one company to just go completely humanless and have robots mm -hmm. running the whole entire store. Game over. Well, you think about it. If that was the case... Even like a Tesla, you just need a few employees to make sure that the robots are sanitized yep. and make sure that the food is back where it needs to be yep. and that places are clean and then let the robots make the food, serve the food. Uh, you need probably like maybe three or four. <laughs> you might need maybe three or four employees that you can pay really well, but you would still cut your costs. You and then you got yeah. the you just have the maintenance of the robots making the food. That's and that's AI. Big time. Mm -hmm. And people better get it together because it's like, you know, people are doing things that you're going to make us extinct. You're going to have those game changers like the Elon Musk and others saying, okay, well, you know what? I want to really focus on AI and leverage that as much as I possibly can because, you know, you humans just don't want to work. Right. It's no different with the supply chain and all those vessels had all this food and all these boxes on, on the ship and barges and they could they had nobody to unload them. I know okay, some of that well, food went spoiled. Well, here's the thing. So you have these big robots to take all that stuff off, dock it until the people come to pick it up. Then, okay, them jobs are extinct. Yeah, because you don't have to pay the robot anything. You don't have to pay a robot nothing. But oil. Okay. And electricity. Okay. So folks better get it together because I, I know for me, I once in a while I like to go to Chipotle. I don't go there you know as often as you do, but once in a while I like, I wouldn't mind having me a, yeah. a chicken bowl. Let me go. I actually there. don't go there a lot, but, but still, when, yeah, I still like to go there. You see what I'm saying? I, and I, I went there at three fifty seven and they was closed at four o'clock. Cause they, it's cause of staff on a Saturday. On a Saturday, yeah. Due to staff shortage, and then I had went. Was it a week ago? I went to no two weeks ago. I wanted a pot belly sandwich, and they were closed at four o'clock. It is disappointing. Well, well, especially when you have your heart set on you want Chipotle leg or you want a pot belly sandwich, <laughs> and you can't get it. You know. You have to get back in that kitchen and make it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you wanted to talk about Well, I wanted to definitely kind of segue and talk about homeschooling. You know, I wanted to kind of give an update because I, I know I shared with the audience that uh, with so much going on with schools, you know, with school shootings, teacher shortage with that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, school bus uh, driver shortage, uh, everything's just messed up that, you know, we decided, you know, my husband and I decided to homeschool Lauren and for anyone that is thinking about it or have have considered it but just don't know if they can do it you know i encourage you to just do the research mm -hmm. to see if you can do it because it's a beautiful thing it's working for us and we we thought about it and we talked about it and we actually talked about it over the whole summer on can we make this work 
So let me give the audience a little back history. And I think I probably shared that, you know, Lauren is borderline autistic. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to do homeschooling because she learns different than everybody else. Right. And, and a lot of these schools out here in Johnson County in the Blue Valley School District, it's like these kids are just accelerated because they, the, the lessons are going too fast and it's hard for Lauren to keep up. Right. So that was one reason was I needed to teach Lauren on her level mm -hmm. at her pace. And so it's working out that way. When you're autistic and you're on an IEP, the problem that I was having with the Blue Valley School District going on site was they kept pulling her out of class. Mm -hmm. She wasn't learning anything. She was missing everything, all her assignments. Right. And then they wasn't even going back to find out what she missed to, to do the work. So that was the number two reason why I had to pull her out. Um, and then number three, just because she's autistic, that don't mean that, oh, she's going to get special privilege because she wasn't. She was still getting bullied. Yeah, kids can be mean. Kids are mean. And she was getting bullied. And, you know, for me, that's a game changer. Yeah. I, I don't do the bullying. I don't condone bullying. And if I was the type of parent to where, you know, if I really want to come after you about the bullying, I really could because in the state of Kansas, they have the no bullying law going on. Right. And here's the thing. It gets to a point to where I'm so busy with my own work. It's like, you know what? I'm going to just pull her out of school and not deal with this. So those were the reasons why... My husband and I decided to pull Lauren out of public school and do the homeschooling, and it's working great. It definitely works great because my husband is a primary coach, and he makes sure that, you know, Lauren, you know, is online every day, and she's actually online. And we were surprised that when she got online with her teacher, there were a total of 31 other kids mm -hmm. online with her. She's online all day. And she's not pulled out of her class to go see her IEP teachers. She sees her IEP teachers after she's done her general classes. And that's how it And that's how been. it should have been on site. But it was so just... Discombobulated from what you had told me. It was a, it's a mess. It's probably still a mess. But I'm glad she's not part of that right. mess. You no, see what I'm saying? No, what I will say is when I was in school, and I think it's obviously gotten a lot better now because you have companies that made investments to like zoom and and mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah but when i was in school and i had came across some kids that did homeschooling mm -hmm. it was taboo for me because all i thought was their parents were the teachers and they just had books oh no it's but not it's like nice because they actually have a teacher there's a teacher there yeah and she's talking to them right. and they're going through the lessons and, and there's other kids on the zoom call that you can actually see and, you know, um, she's calling on you. If she's asked a question, she'll call on you to respond. Um, you can you either respond with, by raising your hand or typing it in the chat. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, it's like when the world shut down because of COVID and everybody had to go do homeschooling. It was just like that in that setting. It's no different. Right. Granted, with Lauren, you do have to have someone next to her to make sure she understands the assignment. And once she understands the assignment, then you can kind of walk away and let her do her thing. Right. She'll tell you, I'm good, I understand it. Yeah. But it works out definitely for me as well because even though my husband, he works um, remote, and he's been working remote, you know, pretty much forever with his job, but my job offers a hybrid. So I'm at home two 
days a week. Mm -hmm. That gives me the the um, opportunity to actually sit with her as well because I can bring my laptop up here. I can still be working, but then helping her and right. making sure she's good. And so I definitely like to be a part of that as well. And then, you know, granted, it is a lot of schoolwork, but I don't care. Because we all educated. Right. You, you went to college. I went to college. We done already done did this. Yeah. Uh, my husband went to college. Right. We already did this. So it, it's an investment. I'm going to put in the work. I don't yeah. care if it's a whole bunch of work. Could, but I will tell you this. She has become a better reader. Yeah. And I'm constantly Less distractions. Her. Yes. Less distractions. Um, not the, the peer pressure. And that was the thing. Mm -hmm. um, even when she would take tests, she would just... Her anxiety would get the best of her because while everybody, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, she is still not even halfway done. Yeah. And that was too much pressure on her. So, And everybody this, learns differently. Everybody learns differently. And that's differently. the thing that these schools have still not mastered after all these years is they want to put everybody under the same type of curriculum. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you guys are the teachers. You should know better and should realize that people learn at different speeds. I think where they go wrong is that they really haven't mastered how to cater to autistic kids. I don't think they have. Because here's the thing. When she was going on site, you had several kids that were autistic and that was getting pulled out of their classes. But when they would go down to the, to the IEP classroom, they were all doing the same work. And they're on different levels. They're on different levels because you have some that are very severe and then you have some that are medium. And then right. you have some that are like Lauren to where... She has a different way of she has different interpreting way of things. She has a different way of learning and interpreting things. But for some kids, you can see it. It's noticeable. And then with others, you can't. So right. that's what I mean from that standpoint. When folks would come up to me, so well, what's wrong with your daughter again? And so I didn't mind telling them or sharing you know, the experience and things like that. But I was here, we would have never known that. Because she looks nope. like a regular kid. Well, she is a she regular, is a regular kid. kid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just she the just, fact that she just learns differently right. um, than others. You see what I'm saying? I feel like that's pretty much all autistic kids. Is Even though they're on different areas they're, of the spectrum, they just interpret things and learn things differently. They do, but it, it, but it, it, it could be a mixture. Because you have some kids that could be smart as a tack, but then they, they don't talk. Right. So we went Communicate to one, differently, too. Yeah, we went to one event to where one of the girls that was in her classroom, she went to her birthday party, and I noticed, I kind of noticed, okay, so she doesn't talk. So mm -hmm. that's how I, I noticed, but she was smart as a tack. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Um, but she just wouldn't talk. And so everybody is different. Yeah, everybody but is different. What I am saying is that I, if, if you thought about doing a homeschooling and you don't know how to go about it, do the research. Uh, talk to your kid. That was one of the things that we asked Lauren. Do you want to continue to go to school on site? Yeah. Or do you want to do homeschooling and mommy and daddy will teach you? And she said she wanted to do homeschooling. I said, you're going to miss your friends. And she's like, I'll make new friends. She was fine with that. Yeah. So that's what works for her. But the other aspect of that before we close out is you have to be mindful that you have to keep her, keep your child interactive right you know i take her to the rec center um i make sure that you know no she doesn't do the curricular activities like going to gym and things like that so that's why i take her to the rec center um i also try to keep her in like she just finished gymnastics mm -hmm. um and that was through the johnson county um rec center as well 
and then she finished she was doing dancing um now she wants to do like um soccer so i gotta keep her busy in those type of outlets so that it's just not all about homeschooling she'll have a life outside of that if that makes sense because kids want to be active and i will say I, i do hope i don't think it is the case now but i do hope that even if you're homeschooled, you still, if your child wants to play sports for that school, whether it be soccer or baseball or mm-hmm. basketball or run track or wrestle, that they should still be allowed the opportunity to compete for that school because mm-hmm. they're still getting their work done. But I feel like that's something that a lot of homeschooled kids are not given the opportunity to do. They're, but, they're not. They're not even on that level yet, right. like you just said. So, like, the school district that supports her homeschooling um, yeah, it would be nice if she can still go to that school and, and participate in the, the sports. sports. Yeah, you which know, don't start till like 3 or 4 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon yeah. when after school's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say, because even when I was in school, and probably when you were in school, bullying was taking place. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, there should be a zero tolerance policy for any bullying. And Every it's, school, it should, it's, it's yes. crazy online. And I will say for the Blue Valley School District, this goes out to the superintendent, Dr. Tanya Merrigan. At this point, there is no excuse. You and I can have a one-on-one. There's no excuse excuse. for these kids to be behaving as they are, to be doing stuff on social media, Mm -hmm. and to be getting away with it. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. That's why kids want to go and be at home or don't want to do anything or... Mm -hmm have issues and in, in no offense to the victims, well, but shoot up schools because they've been bullied or they've got things that have gone on in their lives. Yeah. And here's the thing. But then uh, the other side to that is then suicide goes up mm-hmm. because the pressure of just being mistreated and being bullied is too much for kids. And so they just figure the only way out is the easy way out. Let me just go ahead and just take my life. Right. And to a certain point, Somebody's got to be held accountable. Somebody needs to be held Somebody accountable. Has, you, someone has to be held accountable because they're still allowing this. I remember when I was in school, I was bullied. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was still. It was kind of, the saying back then was like, oh, kids are going to be kids. Uh, no. Well, now that I have a kid, oh, heck no. No. Even when you was a kid and you got bullied, I left my job so quick and <laughs> went up to that school, I was not having it. No, and, me and, neither. And, and, I, and I show that same kind of energy and dedication to Lauren. Right. I'm not having it. She had two situations. So one kid was bullying her and, and was hitting on her, and they couldn't tell me who he was. Uh, and I almost lost That's the problem. I almost lost if somebody, it. If some kid is putting their yeah. hands on my child, yeah. you best believe you're going to cough up that name. And here's the thing. So they wouldn't tell me the name, and it wasn't very transparent with it. All they said was, well, we're going to continue to watch him. I said, no, you watch. So you're going to pull him out of that classroom because yeah. I don't want him nowhere near my daughter. It's as simple as that. And then, of course, you know, Lauren, she wasn't able to really articulate and tell me kind of the events of what happened. She did tell me he did hit her. And I kept saying, where did he hit her? She said, in her face, game Was changer. this Blue Valley School District? Yeah, this was it. So, this, back back to yeah. you, Dr. Tanya Merrigan. Yeah. You and I can have a one-on-one. Yeah. Because that shouldn't be happening no, at any point thing, in time. But it's probably happening because you have to ask yourself, is she aware that it's going on? She's probably pre- not. When these principals, when these principals, Annette, okay, yeah. at Heartland School... Um, go and talk to her 
and it just falls on deaf ears. Right. She's worthless and she don't do anything. That then that was another reason why I pulled Lauren out of that school because I would go to the teachers, I would go to the principal, and it was literally like talking to a wall. Hello, do you not hear what I'm saying? I'm laying on my expectations, right. but you guys are not hearing me. So you know what? Deuces. And the minute I pulled her out, they've been calling me like crazy. They still calling me. How Lauren's been in school what two, three weeks now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't get a phone call. I'm, I'm and what are they you. calling you for? Oh, uh, because she's not she's not enrolled in the school. They want to know where she's at. Yeah. Where she at? None of your business. It really isn't. It's really, it's, but I, if I you want to have a one on one, we can have anything. it. Right. And I don't owe you anything. So therefore, I'm not going to return your calls. And that's that. You wasn't trying to help my daughter. Right. Uh, so I'm going to help her myself. And then, you know, the, the IEP te- teacher there, and I'm going to put her on blast, uh, Chris, Miss Crystal. Uh, she had another tell me that Lauren would never go to college. Okay, we'll see if she ever go to college. But just the fact that you, as a white woman, tell how, me how, as a black how woman, dumb in and, the brain and, and must she tell be? my daughter that's a black little girl that she'll never go to college because she's autistic. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if she goes to college. So I'm just going to leave that that's with a, you. That's but a, it's just kind of a messed up thing to say. Right. I will tell you that much. No, that's, that's a whole... Like, how sick are you to say something like that? She, and here's the thing. She felt very comfortable when she said it. It was like it was nothing off her back when she said it. And I was like, just kind of like taken back. Like, wow, did you just really tell me that? Whether Lauren chooses to go to college or not is none of wow, your business, number your one. Business, but for, for but number two, you should never say that. She'll never go to college. Okay. Yeah. It's to the point that you, you run across people that are so stupid and so ignorant. It's like... You know, if you would have met the 20-some-year Lisa, year old Lisa, then, I, you know, I would have put some pause on yeah. you for just even saying something crazy out your mouth. But you have met mature Lisa, professional Lisa. So I'm just going to just ignore you. Right. That is best. It's like, they it all been calling off the me. Back. She's been texting me. They all been calling me. The counselor's been calling me. Janelle, no, I, you won't get a call back. I'm busy. Well, let Miss Merrigan hit us up. We gonna have a real good combo. And, and obviously, they all must be just worthless. They basically they just got jobs and collecting checks. Yeah. Because you don't make a difference. You're not doing anything. You you're not you're not advancing with with the times. Because if you do your your research, I believe one in three kids will be autistic. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. There's just no way around it. They still don't know what's causing autism. But if you know the stats behind that then you should know, okay, we got to get geared up on how we can support these kids. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And we can't put them all in the same bucket right. and teach them all the same. So, nope, we're good over here. We're good over here. <laughs> so, closing so, statements. Closing remarks. What you want to leave for the audience? I think today for the closing remarks, what I want to leave is the Nike slogan, which is just do it. If you got dreams okay. to create a business, just do it. Mm-hmm. If That's you want to eat better, if you want to exercise and lose weight, just do it. It's easy to make excuses and say, well, I don't have access to this, or I don't have this equipment, or I don't have this type of experience. Do the research yourself. You've got a computer, most likely, or you can go to a library and do the research. There's books on how you can do things, or you can take the steps if it, if it comes to food and your diet. You can make healthier meals. You can do home exercises. You don't have to go to a fancy gym. Just do it. It's easy to figure out ways in which you can stop yourself from doing something. Like That's the easy part, right, is 
coming up with all these different excuses as to why you can't do something. But when you start taking each and every day to move that needle forward, you would be surprised on how much you can accomplish to get whatever it is that you're trying to get done. And that's why we've been in this for a little over a year coming up with our candle line business. We've been moving that needle forward a little bit by little bit, and we're going to be launching at the end of this month in September because we just did it. There was no woulda, coulda, shoulda. We put the pedal to the metal. We put the pen to the paper and we put our ideas out there and we made it happen. So Mm -hmm. just do it. No excuses. Just get it done. Well said. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode six of Authentic Filters. Again, we are halfway through the season and we've got some really great content coming down for the second half. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and definitely leave us a written five-star review. We can't wait to see you on episode seven and until next time, peace. Peace.